Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a family-friendly tabletop RPG podcast. Let's meet our players. Hello, I'm Daniel. Hi, I'm Grant. Hi, I'm Peter. Hi, I'm Greg. Hey, I'm Shanine. Hi, I'm Andrea. What's up? I'm Ben. We hope you enjoy our show. How's it going, everybody? My name is Ryan. Welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming, uh, or as I like to call us, uh, less of an actual play podcast and more of a nonsense factory. Uh, Tonight you're going to experience peak nonsense factory uh, as you're getting just me. We had a bit of a a scheduling change last minute, and so our regular game is being rescheduled, and instead I'm going to bring you a variety of things. And by a variety of things, I mean I'm not even really sure what all we're going to do, but stick with me for the next little bit. I promise it will at least be nonsense. I can probably make that happen. We'll stay. We'll stick with that. I promise it'll at least be nonsense. I cannot promise a level of puns that you were probably accustomed to, uh, as that is not my skill set. But maybe I'll make one by accident, and hopefully that'll suffice. So, uh, as we get going into season four, uh, I thought it would be interesting, as this is potentially a season with less overarching NPCs than you might expect uh, as the the group is going to a largely unexplored island that could potentially be completely uninhabited. So the crew asks for some people to interact with and as they are going to be traveling by ship, I have a bunch of NPCs that either I have created, uh, they have created, or members of our Discord, link in the description, have created. And I'm going to tell you about a few of them. Uh, and and sort of the inspiration, I guess, loosely um, for some of them. So when I knew the group was going to be on a ship and was going to be setting sail from the mainland and going all the way to another continent, they're going to spend potentially a couple of sessions either on the boat or at the very least interacting with these characters. So, as part of their ship, that is part of the Planar Exploration Navy fleet, uh, the ship being the Night Hammer, I believe, um, there are a couple of interesting characters we're going to talk about. Uh, Some of them are more fleshed out than others. Some of them have a basis in real-world people. Others don't. Um, So, the first one we'll we'll introduce you to is Naeth... Hunter the Leve. Naeth is the ship's captain, and Naeth is based on two things. One, uh, Naeth the Hunter, which is a Magic the Gathering card uh, that I am a big fan of. It's a green and red card that is all about uh, gaining benefit from your creatures, fighting or blocking your opponent's creatures. Uh, I think Naeth is awesome, and so I, I wanted to do a character, an NPC based on Naeth. Um, and Vileve is actually short for, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm going to butcher this, this name. So, so my apologies to the artist. Um, one of my favorite Magic the Gathering artists is a French artist named Magali Villeneuve. I have probably said that terribly and I am sorry, uh, but Vileve is short for Villanueva. Um, 
Megley has done some of the art on some of my favorite cards, uh, including Narset Transcendent, which is just actually one of my favorite magic cards. Um, I think the art's fantastic on that card. And I think a lot of Magley's work is very cool. So that's where part of the name comes in. Um, but I, I kind of want this like strong female captain character who leads the ship, maybe a little no nonsense, but very caring about her crew uh, and the people that are on board takes her job very seriously. Um, but as you will hopefully see kind of as the story goes is willing to put up with an unnecessary amount of ridiculous things happening on the boat for the sake of the crew. And, and one of the next big things we'll be doing in game is some amount of that nonsense. I don't know what's going to happen. I might know what's going to happen, but I don't know how it'll turn out. We'll see. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but I kind of, I don't know exactly how to envision this character. I think it's, it's a person who, understands they have a job to do but doesn't let that get in the way of still having fun doesn't let the job be so encompassing that nothing enjoyable ever happens or everything is stress and frustration i don't cope well with that and and i don't think that's the proper way to run a vessel um so you're gonna see some interesting things on this ship including uh professional wrestling uh, that is that is upcoming for us on the show is uh, that will not be done in level up in fifth, advanced fifth edition. It'll be done in this thing I've created <laughs> um, that is hopefully straightforward enough that it'll be entertaining. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it when we get to it. We'll see what happens. I think it's got good potential. Um, but she is not one of the wrestlers. Uh, from from the crew, different members of the crew are the wrestlers, and uh, she is not one of them. But I will tell you about one of them, uh, Kellic Luravelinial, uh, or simply as Kellic is known on the ship, Burn. Kellic is a fire genasi monk. Uh, who has been on the ship. Uh, this is their fourth uh, individual expedition as part of the ship. And uh, this will actually be Kellogg's first match. Uh, Kellogg has never wrestled on the ship before. All he's been around for the wrestling that has taken place on the ship, but has never participated, uh, but has been training and has been trained by the ship's mage, actually, uh, Nicola Dane, uh, but as she is simply known on the ship, Ash. Uh, so Ash has been training Burn. There's some kind of connection there that was not intentional at all, but we're going to run with it. And um, I think these are going to be interesting characters. I already know who each member of the crew that is participating in the wrestling matches, which member of the crew they're facing off against. And uh, so Kellick is going to be facing off against another newer member of the crew who this is only, they're actually third voyage on the ship and that is uh kiana and uh kiana zeverin uh or as they call uh kiana on the ship kiki uh is is also fairly new uh kiki is a druid and um is sort of in tune with a combination of druidic natures that uh 
work well both on land and sea and help with the kind of as the ship makes landfall in different ports or as it's exploring different places uh kiki sort of acts as a scout um or sort of a nature guide we'll say nature interpreter and uh so you will get a match between burn and kiki uh, in the future and uh, i won't spoil the system but it's based on a very very advanced um series of moves and combinations uh, and by it's not advanced at all. It's based on illusory interpretation of rock, paper, scissors. Um, a slightly more complex version. But look, some of my favorite video games are Pokemon and Fire Emblem. And both of those are just simply based on illusory interpretations of rock, paper, scissors. So if they can do it, we can also do it. Um, and at some point, whenever once we've used what I've created for this, I will put the diagram I made online somewhere. So if you want to use our nonsense... Uh, for your own gaming and professional wrestling fun, if you like professional wrestling, uh, you're more than welcome to. I, I don't care if you use our nonsense. Um, we hold no copyright to this nonsense. Nonsense away, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I, that's one of the things I like about what we do is that it kind of allows us to be, when I call it a nonsense factory, I mean that as a compliment. Uh, I suppose we we are here to have fun, ultimately. And we have a fair amount of freedom to do different things. We don't always play Dungeons and Dragons. We don't even always play games. Sometimes I just get on the microphone and talk to you. And you still seem to listen, which is cool. I'm here for it. Um, But this kind of thing, this kind of nonsense is nothing like what we normally do. But I I had an idea for a bit, and I wanted to try it. And the cast and uh, didn't say no. So buckle in, it's going to get weird that night. But that's fine. I'm excited about it. Uh, we now interrupt our regularly scheduled programming to bring you Ryan's Recommendations. Uh, welcome to Ryan's Recommendations, the part of the show where Ryan recommends something to you. This What I'm going to recommend to you now is uh, another piece of of content creation that focuses on tabletop gaming not necessarily Dungeons and Dragons but tabletop gaming and coming up with ideas for tabletop games Uh, some serious some a little more nonsensical but really fleshing those ideas out because sometimes as a DM you have to make something up on the spur of the moment and what if you just what if you could listen to a podcast where that's what they did um so i want to introduce you to blank scenario which is a podcast run by the fine folks at the potato candy network uh, i know greg was on their show recently i'm hopefully going to be on the show in the near future i think some other folks from the current city on the hill cast and maybe even from our past uh past friends and party members uh may be on their show in the future so i wanted to shout them out go check them out uh Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find Blank Scenario. Uh, Like I said, you're looking for the one from the Potato Candy Network. They have a second show uh, that is an actual play, if I'm not mistaken, that is a a horror-themed game, which is not really Ryan's style of content, uh, because Ryan don't like the spoopy. But uh, if you enjoy the spoopy, I know Greg enjoys the spoopy, go check that out as well. Um, And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay, so... Next on the list of tonight's nonsense um, is talking a little bit about what you can expect this season. So the 
the characters have been sent to explore an island that has popped up out of nowhere in the ocean. The Exploration Navy doesn't have it on any of their maps. No one really knows where it came from, but it's not just a, a dirt landmass. It has trees and forests and wildlife and ancient ruined cities. And so the party has been tasked to go to this island and explore and and try and figure out where it came from, why it's there, what's on it, and maybe set up a base in the long run. So it leaves a lot of interesting space when you don't have uh, a, a play area for the party that is just full of, of cities and villages, full of NPCs and quests and, and the like. When you're working with this sort of like void of space, so to speak, that doesn't have the traditional, doesn't have normal things in it. Um, I'm excited to see what kind of opportunities we end up with in terms of storytelling when things aren't as a character would expect, aren't the same as where they're from, and may not even be from the same area altogether, things that are completely different. You know, what's the deal with the cat people that live on the island? Who's the mysterious man riding the giant lizard, followed by further hordes of giant lizards? Why is there an entire frozen tower in the middle of a ruined city on a tropical-ish island? Why is it still frozen all the time? Why is the moon always full at night? These are the questions I ask myself, because the party asked them of me. Because I told the party to tell me something about the island, and these are the things they came up with. I don't know why the moon's always full at night. I still don't know why the moon's always going to be full at night in that game. We'll figure it out eventually. It will hopefully be an interesting story. To, I have an idea. Hmm. Okay, no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil that. But I actually do. I need to write this down. You're going to you're gonna hear some scribbling. Um, oh, I can't write on that. Uh, we'll figure it out later. It's fine. I actually have an idea now. That's interesting. Okay. Hopefully you'll figure it out along with me whenever that comes up in the future. Um, <laughs> and this is what a... One of the things I enjoy doing is fleshing these things out as we go. They're not always going to make sense. Some of them I'm going to make up on the moment. Some of them I'm going to make up six months before you hear them. You never know. But I think that's one of the things that's cool about getting to tell stories like this and and having this access to express creativity like that and just making stuff up as I go in some cases. Not everything we do do I make up as I go. It's a not insignificant thing, though. We we do that. And that's part of the way we tell stories for the podcast. The players interact with the world, and you make adjustments. So having them tell me something about my game world, which might be scary as a GM, it's scary for me as a GM, because now I've told them, tell me something, there's an expectation that that thing probably is going to show up or or take place. And now I have to make it fit the game. But I think that's a fun challenge. So what, what I'm going to do, and this is how a lot of things happen on this show. These are spur-of-the-moment decisions that I make. If you hear this as part of this nonsense-filled episode and ramble that I'm on 15 minutes in, if you want to make a determination about something in our game world, be it for this 
season or for a future season. If you want to tell me something about the island or the ship or a member of the ship's crew, send us a message. You can email us at cityonthehillgaming.com. You can tweet at us uh, at City on the Hill Game on Twitter. You can also DM us on Twitter. I think our DMs are open. Hopefully they are. Um, you can message us on Instagram. I apologize if you message us on Instagram at City on the Hill Gaming. I only look at Instagram like once every three or four months normally. So probably don't use that one, but it is there. You can follow us on uh, Vine. You can't You can't follow us on Vine. We don't have a Vine. I, if there's a Vine for City on the Hill Gaming, it is not controlled by me or anyone I know. So if you find that, let me know, because I need to have a word with him, because that's not us. Um, but if you want to insert something into our gaming world, I won't promise you it'll show up or when it'll show up, but I will write it down, and it will be included in world-building plans. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I am. So within the bounds of the content we usually use on this podcast family friendly monotheistic loosely faith-based game full of nonsense you know the kind of things if if you're listening to this episode specifically and me ramble about this stuff you know the kind of things we do on this show stick to those kinds of things um obviously there are boundaries to what we have in our game and what i'm willing to add to our game world but if you want to give me an idea for something, bring it on. We'll see what you've got. We'll see where I insert it or if I use it and how I make it work. And we'll see what happens. I think it could be interesting to see what you come up with. Some of the NPCs for this game were created by members of our Discord and uh, from our Patreon. I'm not opposed to using other people's ideas. We'll see what happens. The entire backstory for part of, of something we will have in the game in the future was created by one of our players before he was one of our players. And I hope he doesn't remember because I'm going to use it. And that could be dangerous if he remembers it, but that's fine. I'm sure it'll work out. I've said too much. It's probably okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break from our regularly scheduled programming. It's time once again for Ryan Recommends. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ryan Recommends, the part of the show where I step away and tell you something I think you should go check out that's cool. So today... I'm going to tell you about uh, some people I know that are super cool in the podcasting world. And they uh, they do a podcast. They also stream it live on Twitch. They upload it on YouTube. They even game on Twitch occasionally. Uh, and you can even hear one of them on our show. That's right. That's our friends over at OneGeek411. Uh, Cameron and Chris, along with Shanine and Emma, uh, they do some really cool stuff. They do some D&D and actual play stuff occasionally. They do some super cool top threes. Uh, Cameron and Chris will talk about Magic the Gathering, which I really uh, do enjoy. I've talked about Magic the Gathering with them on their podcast before. Go check out OneGeek411. They are nice, cool people. Uh, check out their show. Let me know if you enjoy it. Uh, and tell them Ryan said hi, I guess, uh, if this is the first time you're hearing about them. Tell them I said hi. Ladies and gentlemen, now we now return to our regular scheduled program. Hey, we're back. Okay. I don't know why I keep doing that, but I am. Let's go with it. So, so I'm going to tell you about another member of the crew. Her name is Nara. Uh, and Nara has a companion on the crew. She's the only member of the crew that does not travel solo. She is accompanied by her monkey, Gems. Uh, Nara and Gems are a team, unless Nara is wrestling. Gems is not allowed to interfere. Gems is her manager. Uh, when she is wrestling, a monkey is not a good manager, I promise you. Um, 
but he is always at ringside and Jim's is very faithful. Uh, so Nara, I think is Nara's picture is uh, is one I found, and it is uh, it's actually just also from a Magic the Gathering card. Uh, if you ever see the pictures I use for a lot of our NPCs, a lot of them are either from Magic the Gathering or League of Legends or the like. So Nara is actually based on Kari Zev, Skyship Raider. Uh, so it's a Magic the Gathering card from Aether Revolt. Uh, and uh, Kari Zev, whenever she attacks in the game, uh, she creates a legendary two-power, one-toughness, red monkey creature token named Ragavan. Uh, so Kari Zev and Ragavan are the bases of Nara and Gems. And uh, I, I just, I've always liked Kari Zev as a character. She seems dope. Uh, Ragavan is a cool little monkey friend. And I thought it would be interesting to have an NPC with a pet. You might assume, because she has an animal companion, that uh, Nara is a ranger. Uh, Nara is not a ranger. Uh, Nara is a rogue, actually. Uh, she just happens to have an animal who is her companion. Uh, well, Jim's is capable of uh, minor annoyances and causing a great amount of chaos and confusion, uh, he is not necessarily... Uh, a, an animal companion in the strictest D&D combat sense. Uh, he just hangs out on the ship uh, and climbs the uh, to the crow's nest and, and hangs out and is, we'll say helpful. Sure, helpful. We'll go with helpful. So let me tell you about the ship, because there's a decision I made about the ship, the Night Hammer. And I made this decision as I was making a map of the ship for one of our sessions. And I have decided that the ship uh, does not have sails. Uh, it is not a wind-powered vessel. That's not something we've explored in this actual play before, uh, but the ship is actually powered by a specific kind of energy uh, created by dragon turtles. So Grant made the mistake of introducing me to dragon turtles as a thing that exists, in Dungeons and Dragons and level up advanced fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons brought to you by Ian Publishing. Shout out to him. Um, and I think dragon turtles are fascinating. They're like giant ancient snapping turtles that are like hundreds or thousands of years old and are also actually dragons. Uh, and they produce, uh, in our game world, a specific kind of energy that can be collected and harvested and harnessed for transportation. Um, there are a few dragon turtle sort of repositories that collect energy willingly, and uh, the Planar Exploration Navy uses that energy to power the ships because it leaves you without having to be dependent on the wind. There are just reserves of the dragon turtle's uh, dragon breath energy in reserve, uh, and they, that is what is used to uh, pilot, to not pilot, uh, to power the night hammer. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see what, if any effect that has on the crew and the party, um, when you're interacting with a ship that does not, is not powered by the wind is not at the mercy of which direction the wind is blowing and how powerful the wind is and being blown about by a storm, being able to just power through all that, uh, the way the ship is powered by the dragon turtle energy. 
Uh, so I think that'd be an interesting thing to see if, if, and when the party, the characters themselves, uh, realize that if there's any version of that they want to explore or, you know, if they interact with any dragon turtles in the future, how they, you know, interact with that and, and where that energy is collected and how it's purchased and, and how the ships are refueled and, and that kind of thing. Um, I really need to be writing these things down as I say them because I'm actually coming up with ideas as it happens. You're in part of the process. Uh, this is how the show is made. Um, I ramble and nonsense happens and then um, you listen to it uh, later on when I force the players to figure out how to combat my nonsense uh, with kindness uh, normally as their weapon of choice. It works for them. I enjoy it. Uh, you may hear me during tonight's recording recommend various and sundry podcasts and the like uh, content creators that I think you should go check out. And I do. Um, there are a bunch of people I am not going to think to mention or aren't going to fit into what I'm talking about in the moment to mention. So I will try and put a list. Um, cause I, I had, I was talking to one of our Patreon sponsors, Doug, and we were talking about, um, other cool podcasts he could listen to. And I gave him a list of suggestions. So I will try and remember and put a list of suggestions for other cool, nerdy, family-friendly, Christian podcast and, and content creators that we know and that we think are cool and that we think you should go check out. And and one of them I will specifically mention, specifically mention now, uh, you guys have become familiar with our boy Greg. Uh, he's a regular member of the cast now, TAOS777 on all the social medias as well as on Twitch, uh, where he does stream occasionally, also sometimes with his wife. And I believe they are also both on TikTok. I believe they do art content on TikTok, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so go check that out. I'll try to put a link to that as well. But he has started a new podcast, um, and I was fortunate enough to be a guest on that show recently. The show is called The Dead Don't Scar, um, and it, it's taking a look. It, it's him sitting down and talking to people and taking a look at their scars, whether they're physical or emotional, emotional or spiritual scars. Lots of different people have lots of different kind of scars. And he and I talked about one of uh, a sort of a scar I have that isn't actually a scar. It's sort of where a scar should be. Um, and so we talked about that for a little bit. Go check out the podcast. As far as I know, right now, he is saving up a bank of a couple of episodes so that when he launches, there's a bunch of different content. Uh, but he does have his episode zero, which is the story of one of his scars, uh, the scar on his hand. And let me tell you, um, oof, that is a story and sounds like one, one impressive scar. Um, so go check out the dead don't scar. Uh, the podcast is available on, to my knowledge, uh, basically all the podcast outlets. I believe he was starting to get it spread out there. Uh, and you can check out the podcast on Twitter. Uh, if you search for at the dead, don't scar. And uh, so, yeah, go, go check out Greg, Greg's stuff. It's a, it's a cool show. It's a cool concept. Uh, and it's the kind of thing I think people don't always have. They don't always know how to express their scars. And so giving them an outlet for that is super cool. And I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he let me coming out and talk to him about, uh, the scar that I sort of don't have, um, which is a, a fun and awkward story, um, I'm sure. So, uh, 
well, it was awkward in the moment and uh, fun for hopefully the listener in the long run. Okay, so you probably won't notice this because I'll edit it out, but I actually did stop long enough to write down some of the things I've come up with uh, since we've been having this weird little discussion, uh, or well, this weird little 30 minutes of me rambling in your general audible direction. Um, Don't like how that sounded. We're not going to say that again, but that's fine. Uh, Sometimes we say nonsense and it doesn't always pan out. So I want to talk about a portion of our game world that we have yet to really explore because when I, the, the game world itself is sort of a mismatch of one giant continent uh, broken up into a bunch of smaller kingdoms. And the one that I created and then just have not touched since, uh, it hasn't come up in our game world, is the kingdom of Viltalban. Viltalban is the home of lots of different heritages and, and races and species, but predominantly it is where the majority of elves on this plane come from. And there's a very specific place I'm I'm very interested to explore at some point in the future. I have no idea when, because it doesn't fit in our current game. But there's a thing I put on the map uh, that is called Sunburst Grove. Um, and it is it's this giant, I don't even want to say forest. It, it's more like a conservancy, sort of like a a, a portioned off area of protected nature and wildlife and it's tended by a group of druids and monks and rangers that keep the area safe and secure but i'm interested to see what i can do with this sort of just i don't want to call it less of a giant forest and more like a national park Uh, i'm interested to see what can become of this space called sunburst grove that is this sort of sanctuary in the elven lands Um, I don't know why, like, irrespective of the other things on the map, like, there are things I've put on, on this map that I'm, I'm looking at right now, uh, that, looking at a variation of, that I'm, I'm intrigued to get to use. There's a place, I think we explored it once in one of the games called the Forge of Terea. There's a city called Hammerhold. We've talked plenty of times about the place called the Great Bazaar, but we've never done anything with the Great Bazaar, and I I definitely intend to do something with the Great Bazaar at some point. And then there's Sunburst Groves, which is just this thing that I stare at, and I don't know what to do with. But I think that's sort of the process. That's sort of the process of building a game world, especially over time, is that eventually you'll come up with something but you may have to set something to aside for a while and come back to it. And the grove is something that I want to come back to at some point. Um, I think that's interesting. I think there's potential there. If that's the thing you want to tell me about, if you message us and you want to add something to the game world, tell me something about Summer's Grove, something that grows there or lives there, or some kind of conflict I can create around this preserve. I think there's some interesting potential to play with there. So we're, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, me rambling for just over half an hour now as I tell you about our game world and cool people and some behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, let me tell you, we have some non-Dungeons & Dragons or, or Level Up Advanced 5th Edition content coming. Uh, I've got a couple of things in mind for 
uh, roll for shoes games. We're talking potentially in the stages of getting into some kind of superhero based content. Um, I'd like to revisit some other things. There's some other podcasts we're, we're talking to about working with them, uh, having, you know, them on to do something and season four, because I don't want to lose sight of season four and this weird adventure. I'm sending this unnecessarily willing group of people, uh, on. Um, so thank you as always to Peter and Grant and Daniel and Ben and Greg and Shanine and Andrea and especially Shanine and Andrea, because they don't know me that well. And I feel like we're a lot of nonsense to put up with if you don't know us very well, or even if you do. Um, <laughs> but thank you to all seven of them, because I have a ton of fun with this, and I can't do all of this nonsense unless I have people to to do the nonsense with me. To, I, I, need, I need other people in the nonsense factory to generate the nonsense with me. Um, so I want to say thank you to them for helping me generate nonsense, uh, because it's what we do here and I think we do it well and I know we have fun when we do it. And that's one of the most important things that matters. So if you enjoy our nonsense, um, if you've just found us for the first time, welcome to our nonsense, um, cityonhillgaming.com, captivate.fm slash cityonhillgaming is where we're hosted and uh wherever you listen to podcasts if you want to leave us a rating and review that would be awesome um on itunes or spotify or Podchaser or any of the above that would be super cool uh follow us on twitter at city on a hill game uh links in the descriptions of all our episodes to where you can find the cast um and their other endeavors like the dead don't scar for greg and one geek four and one for shanine and uh, Andrea's podcast, Powerless. No, not podcast. I'm sorry. Andrea's webcomic, Powerless, because uh, Andrea is a webcomic artist uh, and writer. So go check out Powerless. It is in the description as well. Um, go check out Peter's work with the fine folks from Ian Publishing who make Level Up Advanced 5th Edition, which is the system we use for our game. And come hang out with us on Discord. The link in the description for Discord should be a permanent access link. If it doesn't work, let me know. Um, come hang out with us, talk to the cast and the crew and some of our other listeners on our Discord. Come join the nonsense. Uh, if you would like to f support our nonsense in a financial manner, um, which basically amounts to helping us cover the costs of, you know, uh, upload storage and Zoom calls and occasionally me using an editor. Uh, shout out to my boy, Justin. Um, you can find us on patreon.com, uh, patreon.com slash city on a hill gaming. Uh, as always links to lots of cool people in the description down below, go check them out. There is a lot more people than you realize in the word of, in the world of nerdy content creation, whether they're writers or bloggers, artists, podcasters, YouTubers, Twitch streamers, there are so many cool people, singers. Uh, we know lots of cool people. I know other cool people who know even more cool people. And they're people you should check out because they do good things. And we want to support them doing good, nerdy, Christian, contenty things. And trying to create a good community for those of us that enjoy that kind of content. So go check them out. Descriptions down below. Lots of cool people. I may just do an entire post. At some point, there's just a list. Just a list of cool people. 
I need to go find a link to, I believe it's the Christian Gamers Guild website. Uh, there's a portion of the Christian Gamers Guild website of which Brian from Geek at Arms is a member. And uh, they have an entire listing on their website of cool, nerdy Christian content creators. Uh, and I think a couple of other people have done that. Go, oh, uh, follow the hashtag. I think it's hashtag geeky Christian Twitter. That is a hashtag on Twitter that Janine from Winky411 and City on the Hill and the Hoon Howl, which is her sort of main nerdy Christian endeavor. She kind of maintains sort of a geeky Christian Twitter universe. Universe? Sure, universe. It's a universe now, Shanine. I apologize. Um, this sort of where she... It's just like a collection of cool people who hang out on Twitter or Discord and are nerdy and cool together. Go check out our friends from the Nerd of God cast, wherever fine podcasts are consumed, or their Nerd of God Squad Facebook page. It's just a lot of good memes. Lots of memes. Family-friendly, nerdy memes. And by lots of memes, I mean mostly me reposting things I find on other family-friendly faith-based Facebook pages. Um, and uh, it's it's a lot of good nonsense from the, from a different nonsense factory. I don't want to put that label on them. That's unfair. Um, a nonsense factory is, is a it's a choice, but you have to choose to be a nonsense factory. And, and I think we make that choice here. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this uh, tour. Thank you for coming on the tour of the Nonsense Factory. That's what I'm going to call this. Ooh, I need to write that down too. Uh, that'll be the uh, name of this episode. It'll be a tour of the Nonsense Factory. Uh, so thank you for listening. We truly do appreciate it. And we hope you have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to City on a Hill Game. For more information, you can find us on Twitter at City on a Hill Game, on Instagram at City on a Hill Gaming, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash City on a Hill Gaming, or wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for City on a Hill Gaming. If you want to hear more from the Saving the Game folks, you can find their backlog of episodes at stgcast.org. Thanks as always to our Patreon backers, Stephanie, Ryan, Brian, Doug, JD, Andrew, Christina, Ashley, Joanne, and Tony. We really appreciate everything you guys do to support the show. Thanks for listening, and have a blessed day.